Kane's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Lady in red. <laughs> Woo. Yes, Kev. she is. Coming out of like a locomotive today. Well, that hey. bumper music. Yeah, I'm on a roll. Speaking of locomotives, 933, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about what's going on with the Biden administration in that train derailment in Ohio. They're uh, facing a lot of scrutiny over that and the controlled burn that they did. And also the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, he is getting picked on left and right. He's been pretty much MIA in concerns about this. He did come out yesterday and said, while this is a horrible situation, it's gotten a lot of attention. There's roughly about a thousand cases a year of trains derailing. How many of those? Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? It does sound like a lot. But my question is, how many of them are carrying, you know, toxic chemicals with them? Well, okay. So this is the question, right? I mean, does a train derailment mean? It doesn't surely mean that there are train crashes because we don't hear about a thousand train crashes every year. Maybe like. I don't know, and I'm showing my lack of trainage, my lack of train knowledge, whatever mm-hmm. you would how you would describe that. Like, there's just like a hiccup on the train, or I mean, there, there's surely not a thousand train crashes a year. No, goes off the rails, but then gets back on. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, that's what I'm asking. I'm I'm not an expert in train engineering, but I got to imagine my buddy Lewis is a train expert. I should ask him. Yeah. Because I don't, I clearly know nothing about it. That just sounds very high to me. Well, it just proves that the people in Ohio and around the country not living in the sphere that matters to Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Because if this isn't about climate change or equity, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. Yeah. So Mike Pence went on Fox News, and he was a tough guy going after Pete Buttigieg. Uh, well, and my question is, where's the Secretary of Transportation? That's a lot of, a lot of people have that question. Uh, well, look, uh, I mean, Secretary Buttigieg, we had a supply chain crisis, uh, and apparently he was, uh, uh, he was AWOL on that. We had with FAA grounded airplanes. I was at the airport that day, grounded airplanes for the first time since 9-11, uh, and the Secretary of Transportation was missing in action. Uh, we, it, and now we have this Ohio rail incident. And, uh, you know, th- this is a moment where we ought to be hearing from the president, but at minimum, we ought to be hearing from members of the cabinet that have responsibility over this area. I, I, my heart goes out to all the people in that community who are, are asking questions, not knowing whether to be home or not to be home, and they deserve answers. And uh, the Secretary of Transportation and the president uh, need to step up. So if it doesn't relate to their narrative, risks to the climate change, diversity and workforce, it doesn't get the level of attention that it needs from Pete Buttigieg. And I'd like to take He this, sucks at his job, Casey. Well, I'd like to take this time to remind Hoosiers that he, he left. He left us. <laughs> <laughs> Not too terribly awful, but, you know, he he's so focused on equity and climate change issues that when 
he's really needed. He's he's not there. The Biden administration turned down a request for federal disaster assistance from the governor of Ohio. Isn't that amazing? What possible reason could there be for that? Have they have they issued like a statement on we are denying this because whatever? This is why? Like there's giant well, they clouds said, of stuff in the sky, Casey. They said they're not eligible for disaster assistance from FEMA to recover from the spill. So FEMA only helps out when it's an act of God, like a hurricane or a tornado. They don't help out when it's an act of transportation. Well, we were uh, we, we were talking about this off break. I uh, I uh, I'm getting ready to pay my taxes as mm-hmm. I do uh, every year, and uh, I know here in Indiana that the uh, new motto of the Indiana Republican Party is "Shut up and pay." And mm-hmm. so they were kind enough to invite me to do that again uh, this year. So thank you to uh, the Indiana Republicans for an ever-growing uh, level of taxation, and I'll, I'll be giving them some more of, of my uh, money. Um, but. Do you ever stop and just ask yourself, where does all the money go? Like, where does it all go? It's not going to these poor people in Ohio. Right. If there's a giant cloud of stuff in the sky, right? Like, everybody's seen Mm -hmm. the pictures. Mm -hmm. Where does the money go? I'm talking state level. I'm talking national level. Where does it go? What do these, what does the state of Indiana actually do with the $40 billion plus that this budget's going to be? Where does it go? Who's more responsible here? Our roads suck. Our roads suck, 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 suck. Our public education system is a disaster. Mm -hmm. Where does the money go? (laughs) What do these Republicans do with it? It's in a surplus fund. And then let's extrapolate that out to the nation, Washington, D.C., the U.S. Congress. Where does all of that money go? Where? What do these people do on a daily basis when there is a colossal train crash Mm -hmm. and giant clouds of stuff in the sky and people are suffering and eh, Eh. no help? Eh. (laughs) Who's more responsible here? Is it Norfolk Southern? Or is the government? Shouldn't it be kind of in tandem? Shouldn't they be working together? I I told this story years ago. I don't know if you were here when I told it uh, about how inept the federal government is during disasters and organizations like FEMA are. So when I owned my radio station in North Carolina, we were uh, we were hit pretty hard by two hurricanes, mm-hmm. and you. You may think the storms are bad here. You ain't seen nothing until you've been through a hurricane of any size, even a one, Mm -hmm. much less a five or whatever. And uh, the city, basically, where the radio station was, was in many cases just homes were destroyed, et cetera. The the city flooded. It it was awful. And uh, one of these guys who I was buddies with, he was kind of a do-it-yourselfer, handyman, Whatever, like he was really good at. He lived out in the middle of nowhere, but he, you know, did all his own stuff. And so, he's looking at his house, and he goes, "Man, I can fix most of this." Mm-hmm. He goes, "I just really need like a couple of cans of paint. I can do most of the stuff based on what I have. I just need a couple cans of paint." We couldn't get anything because obviously everything was had been destroyed, and then what there was, people were you know flooding the hardware stores, etc. So he goes to the FEMA people, yeah. and he goes, "Hey." 
if you can just give me a couple cans of paint, uh, I'm going to be fine. But I just can't get the paint. So if you can just give me like uh, two or three cans of paint, I'm going to be cool. They said, no, we, we can't do that. What do you mean you can't do that? Like, that, that's that's all I need. That's your job is like, help people. I just need this. It's like, whatever it is, $50. I don't know. No, your house isn't safe to live in. So you're going to have to go stay in a hotel and we'll set you up to stay in a hotel. And this guy goes, I don't need you to pay for me to stay in a hotel. Mm -hmm. My house is fine. I can fix it. I just need a couple of cans of paint because I can't get that anywhere right now because it's very hard to get in and out of the city. And if you can, everything else is taken away. No, it's not safe for you to live there. We're going to have to prove for you to be uh, living there. And, uh, you know, it's going to take a while for us to get some money in there to help you uh, renovate your home. And so uh, you're just going to have to go stay in a hotel. Hmm. That is your federal government. Mm-hmm. I need a couple cans of paint. Nope, we're going to pay for you to stay in a hotel. Well, this is the exact opposite, though, of what's happening in Ohio, because they're saying, yeah, go back to your houses. It's fine. Meanwhile, J.D. Vance is sticking a stick in a creek, showing off the rainbow colors that is coming out of the water. And they're saying, nope, this is great. This is great to drink. Uh, the the water is safe to drink. Meanwhile, all of that water in the ground is eventually going to get to that water system, and but they haven't tested it, the water in the creek. Right. It's going to get to the supply eventually. And the people are complaining about how they're all being, they're sick, they're coughing, they have sore throats, all of the animals are dying. And I feel bad for the people of Ohio. Obviously, this is a terrible thing. But the people of Ohio did not vote for this, right? They, they did not vote. Right. Oh, I mean, they voted for Sherrod Brown, so maybe at some level they voted for it. But at least in terms of the administration that mm-hmm. they wanted helping or being responsible for helping in times of national emergency, they didn't vote for this. And yet they're stuck with it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they'll say you get the government you deserve. Well, I guess that's true in the sense of us as a nation – but it's terrible that these people are getting punished because they didn't they didn't vote for this. Well, and nobody from the train company is showing up. They had a town hall and they expected somebody to come. Nope. They said they were afraid of being attacked physically. Uh, real quick, I, I want to get to break, but I want to play this a piece of audio from Mike Pence because uh, <laughs> this guy, he's the best. Um well, let's, let's. He's talking about entitlement yeah, reform. Yeah. I think he's getting his ideas from the show. Well, yeah, okay. Let's let's play the clip, and then we're going to talk about why Mike Pence just is a just a totally ridiculous person. Go ahead. Uh, but it's enormously important that we that we pay the nation's bills, and I'm confident that they will do that. Um, all that being said, uh, Senator, I, I will tell you that um, um, to have a national debt. The size of our nation's economy is unsustainable. The last time this happened was after World War II. And the only way we got over it was through sound economic policies and a, and a post-war booming economy. Now we literally have a paralysis in Washington, D.C. that says we're never even going to talk about reforming 70 percent of the federal budget. That's what entitlement, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid are all in that cash. And, and we, we simply are not going to restore the fiscal health of this nation by simply nibbling at the edges of the federal budget. I, I submit to you you that uh, we have to have a conversation about reforming entitlements in the days ahead. Okay, he's right, but the problem is, Casey, 
he spent over a decade in the United States Congress mm -hmm. where you're in and you're out, Mike Pence approved, spending way more money than we brought in as a country, a whole bunch of it, because Mike Pence, like most of these Republicans, was really good at sending other people's kids to go fight and die in, Ill, in an ill-begotten war. So when he had a chance to do something about the nation's debt, he made it much worse year in and year out. And I, I'm going to guess, Casey, if I search the internet high and wide, I'm not going to find... Did you Google it? Well, I'm not going to find any. <laughs> I'm not going to find this headline. Pence objects to Trump and Republicans printing $5 trillion during COVID. Well, no, he was on board with it. That's right, Casey. Yeah. He's full of crap. He's just waking up. So House Republicans and President Biden still haven't made any progress resolving their differences on dealing with the budget cap. And now they're floating the idea about raising the Social Security retirement age. Uh, McCarthy still saying that entitlements are not on the table. But when he said, I submit to you, I just keep thinking of that scene from Animal House. <laughs> I put it to you, Greg. <laughs> He's, I mean, I will not sit here while you badmouth the United States of America. You're the voice of reason, Casey. I try to be. Is he, I mean, that's so disingenuous when you have done the, the, the exact thing, right? You have, year in and year out, when you were in the Congress, voted to raise, raise the nation's debt. He voted for all the ill-begotten war bullcrap under Bush. And then when he was vice president, just sat there and went, mm -hmm. while they printed $5 trillion to bribe people like Eric Holcomb to shut the state down. Am I, am I being too mean by saying you're totally full of crap, Mike Pence? <laughs> he's he's considering a run for the president, Rob. <laughs> so now he's changing his tune. It's 946. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.